Hello and welcome to The Brain Train. My name is Mary Darby Byrne and today's guest in the studio is Andy Black. So here we're talking about how to get started in business. And this was inspired because I started a Start Your Own Business course. I was talking to other people on the course and there was some gaps that we were looking for help. So um, Larry Maguire introduced me to you. So this is why you're here, Andy. Thanks for having me, Mary. Hello and welcome. So uh, you help people get started in businesses. But you look at the world in a very different way than other people from the conversation we've had. So talk to me about how you got started, you know, and how you actually view things and how you can see the gaps that people don't see. Okay. Yeah. Um, Well, I originally was in IT for maybe 15 years. Um, I found it quite a boring role. I also knew I I was seen as a cost. Every business after a while would want to get rid of me once I'd sorted the systems out. Um, so, and the other thing is, if I was going to a wedding or something, and people asked, "What do you do?" I was always a bit embarrassed to say, "Well, I I look after databases." How boring is that? So, I wanted to do something a bit more sexy, a bit more front end, something that uh, businesses could see the value of, rather than just the cost. So, I wanted to learn how to build websites, but I know the way I learn. I don't learn by just picking up a book and trying to go through it from start to finish. I would just get instantly bored. So what I did was I looked around with all the people I knew and wondered, is there anybody I could help by creating a website? And a friend was an electrician, and this was back in 2009, and his business, just all the business, the work had just dried up because the economy was tanking. And this guy had a wife, he had two kids, he had a baby on the way, and he had to give his van back. So this is an electrician giving his van back. So, I, I mean, I feel... Oh, even now, I can f- imagine the stress he was under doing that. And I remember talking to him and saying, look, I'm, I want to learn how to build websites. And he just bit my hand off down to my ankle straight away. I didn't even have to say, can you be my guinea pig? He said, yep, done. Let's do it. So I went away and built a website. I learned from books to build a website. I didn't go to learn, uh, go and get books from the library to learn how to build a website. I wanted to build a website. So I therefore picked up books and learned how to do it. I got the website created. He was an electrician in Kildare. I learned, oh, I need to get him ranked on Google. So he's top for when people search for Kildare Electrician. I got him ranked top. He still had no phone calls. And that's the whole purpose of me doing this was to get him business. So one day a voucher fell out of a book and it was about AdWords, um, this, which is where if somebody's searching on Google and they're looking for Kildare Electrician, you can create a little ad. You bid on those words, Kildare Electrician, and your ad would display, and it would say, Kildare Electrician, we're great, contact us now. People click on that ad, come through to the website. I, I Previously, I didn't want to try it because it costs money when people click on these ads, but when this voucher fell out of a book, I thought, you know, let's throw it into an account and let's go. And I remember being on a client site doing their IT systems, and my friend rang me, and he said, Andy, I've had a phone call. <laughs> I was like... Are you serious? Wow, this is amazing. I actually stood up and started walking around the office with the phone to my, my ear going, you've, you've had a phone call? He says, yeah, yeah, somebody wants um, a washing machine repaired in Dublin. I was like, wow, this works. And like, I was really excited that this actually worked. But can you imagine my friend, you know, I'd, get, I'd thrown him a lifeline and he had some hope that all of a sudden he could get some work in. And this is how I fell into my business. So I fell into my business by trying to help somebody I already knew. I didn't decide, oh, I need to learn how to build websites. I didn't say, I need, I need to create a website. I had a goal to help somebody, first of all. And this is how I got started in my own business, and we'll come back to that in a second. But this, the, the, good, the happy story for my friend is that in, say, his second month of these ads running, 
I analyzed the data and said, well, you've had your, your ads have shown 10,000 times. We've had 300 clicks and it's cost you 75 euro. You've had enough business out of that to actually get a bit of money in this month. You're delighted. He was delighted. And then when I analyzed the 10,000 searches, I said, well, 2,000 of those searches are to do with people looking for an electrician in Dublin. Um, previously, he'd, he'd, been, he'd been very interested in people searching for smoke detector installation in Dublin because of all the landlords. And I said, well, unfortunately, there's only been 12 searches. Your ads showed 12 times for that. So forget that. That's not really going to fly. But 5,000 of your searches, half of them, are to do with appliance repairs, either washing machine repairs, cooker repairs, or oven repairs. So we threw away this kind of electrical website that I was building and just created a washing machine repairs website, a cooker repairs, and an oven repairs website, and just directed all those ads to the appropriate website. So if you're looking for Dublin washing machine repairs, the ad would say Dublin washing machine repairs, and you'd get sent to the Dublin washing machine repairs website. And this worked tr really, really well for him, and it's got him going. And the sort of lesson for for your listeners about that particular story is we found out what people were searching for and then we built websites to to match what they were searching for and so what really upsets me is if i hear somebody's got 5k 10k redundancy and they've got a business idea and then all of a sudden they're going to invest it into some you know five grand of their redundancy into a website and then then they find out that nobody's actually searching for what they're trying to sell so they've kind of wasted their money and it's a lot easier to start by selling things to people if they're already searching for it. Yeah, okay, yeah. so you look at a different angle for people very much so. <clears throat> yeah, some people think it's backwards, but I think it's it the most... It makes perfect sense to me. It makes more sense, yeah, to, to find out what people are searching for first. Build, um, maybe and see if you have that service, obviously. If you have that service. Yes. Yeah, so I've had plenty of clients and they might be selling blue, ridge, blue widgets, and they asked me to sell more blue widgets for them. So I create ads of people looking for blue widgets. And then I'll come to them a month later and say, um, yeah, there's a lot of people searching for blue widget widgets, but there's even more people searching for red widgets. Would you not want to create a, pre a page? Or would you not even you know, want to try start selling red ones? And mm -hmm. the smart businesses would go, oh, that's brilliant. I didn't know that. Let's go start selling red widgets. Mm -hmm. Other businesses will actually tell me, um, no, we don't sell red ones. We only sell blue. Okay. For whatever reason. I mean, it, so tell me, what type of people approach you? You know, businesses. Has there been? It's a very eclectic. Is it quite unusual? I've had, um, gosh, I've had businesses all around the world as clients, uh, like wedding planners in Miami, nutritionists really? in Sydney. Uh, so, so you're based here in Dublin, and you've had somebody from Miami contact yeah. you over here. Yeah. I mean, how did that happen for you? So obviously, somebody was searching. For somebody like uh, you, no, so how do they... That's a good question. Um, I actually don't advertise my services online for people searching. Okay. I get my business through word of mouth. So, um, like, so I've been doing it since 2009. So some people have had success. Like, you know, they hired me. I've managed to grow their business. They get more sales, leads, and revenue. And that's, that's basically what my job is. And they will then tell some of their friends... And it's just been word of mouth, and it's managed to travel around the world. Where somebody, somebody in Brisbane, sent me an email, and I, I was like, I don't know anyone in Brisbane. And then I contacted one person I know nearby, and he said, Nope, wasn't me. And I believe that's possibly from sort of I'm in an entrepreneurial forum, 
and I post lots of like helpful tips and tricks about what I do. And I believe some of the people in there have told other people because it's not somebody even in the forum. I kind of asked around mm-hmm. there as well. So I believe it's just sort of word of mouth that's that's causing that me to you. get extra clients. But I'm still intrigued with this wedding planner from Hawaii because Hawaii is going to be have a completely di- different psyche than, yeah. th- than the than Europe. So how did you go about that? It's the same thing. If if you're searching. Um, okay, so we're in Dublin. If you were in Dublin and your window was broken, you might type in window repairs okay, into Google as your search. That search term indicates that you want to learn about fixing a window or you want to find a local service. Okay, You could be typing that in to find a, uh, some YouTube videos to learn how to fix the window yourself. Or you could be tr- looking for a local glazier. Now, if you type in window repairs Dublin and add the the location to your search term, you're no longer looking for a YouTube video on how to do it yourself. You're looking for a local business to do it. So wedding, if somebody was searching for wedding planners uh, and they are in Miami or Hawaii, they could be looking for a local wedding planner or they could be looking, maybe, maybe they're a, a student thinking of becoming a wedding planner and they're doing a project and they want to find out information what about, about what wedding planners do. But if somebody types in wedding planners Miami, they're looking for a local business. And that's the same around the world. It doesn't matter. You could be looking for a tax attorney, Chicago, mm. a carpet cleaner in Brisbane. I've had all these types of clients. And what I specialize in is businesses that have a local demographic that they serve and then the people who are searching for them the best visitors to their website have typed in whatever their service is plus the location that they cover mm. yeah so it doesn't matter where in the world and probably doesn't matter which language but either. is that like different search engines or something do you know the way you'd have um au for australia you know do you have to jump onto different search engines to, to most look for people these? are using google a lot of okay, people are Dr. also Google, u- thank God. There's Google, yeah. there's uh, people are using Bing as well, and then there'll be specific search engines for different countries. Uh, Chinese have a different search engine, Russia has a particular search engine. I just specialize in doing Google stuff and just the English language because it's the only language I know. Um, people in Australia will go to google.au, I guess. Uh, mm-hmm. In Ireland, we go to google.ie. In the UK, google.co.uk. It's just a search engine. Mm-hmm. We type in our search, Google brings back the most relevant results um, for us. And also, all these ads, these little Google AdWords ads. So, if I was look, if I was in Edinburgh looking for, you know, um, a bookkeeper, I might type in bookkeepers Edinburgh. Mm. Google's going to show the most relevant results on the page, plus anybody who happens to be bidding on bookkeepers Edinburgh. Okay, and what's the guy in Brisbane want? Uh, the carpet clean. Oh, really? Okay. So, I mean, so okay, give me an example. How do you go about? finding who's searching for carpet cleaners or how is it like how google provides a tool called the keyword planner Uh, you have to go and create an adwords account a google adwords account you have to put your credit card details in you have to create an ad but then you immediately just delete the ad so you have no spend once you've done that you're then able to go into the tools and find the keyword planner the keyword planner is it's great tool where you can sort of plug into a lot of google's data and type in uh, you can set your criteria to being Ireland and you and you type in a keyword I call them search terms keywords they're very similar you type in a keyword like window repairs Dublin and then Google will tell you the estimated monthly search volume in Ireland for people for people typing window repairs Dublin that exact phrase there mm-hmm. 
Google will then also show you a big list, could be 100, 200 of related searches, and you might look at them. So for instance, washing machine repairs Dublin, other, other search terms that might show up would be Bosch washing machine repairs. And get, you'll start seeing this big list of search terms. And it's a great tool for business owners who are already in business or people who are thinking of getting into business to go and type in. Like you might have a load of ideas. Oh, I've got an idea for a dog walking business. Or maybe I'll do car balloting or car detailing or whatever, car cleaning and loads of other things. You could type all of those in and target just Dublin and see which has the most search volume on Google. Then when you see, oh, okay, there is a lot of people searching for dog walking. By the way, I haven't done this. I have no idea if mm-hmm. there is or I'm isn't. just going to say, will you ever set up a dog walking business and give me some yeah. peace of mind? But <laughs> you, you, might, you might be, say you're in Dundrum and you're thinking, I, I'll set up a dog walking business in Dundrum. You could, you could target, get the keyword planner say how, and try and find out how many people within Dublin are typing in dog walking. Okay, and then how many people are typing dog walking Dundrum? Obviously, dun, dog walking Dundrum is going to have a very low search volume. But if somebody's searching for that and you are in Dundrum and you're a dog walker, then that's your ideal visitor to your website. Not somebody typed in dog walking Dublin because they could be in Swords. Okay, so you get these, you get the data, and then you just go and type it into Google yourself. Right, so Google will say actually four times as many people search for electrician Kildare than Kildare Electrician. That's just the way we type things in. Okay, It's, it's from using yellow pages. We type in what yes, we're looking for and yeah. where. So we go to Google, we do the same thing. I'm looking for electrician Kildare. So when you, get, you look at these search volumes, you find out which was the high search volume that you think is related. Oh, if this person visited my website, I would like to speak to them. Then you type it in yourself and you start looking at the ads. And dog walking Dundrum, you type that in and you look at the ads and guaranteed I'll, there won't be one that mentions Dundrum in it. There might be Dog Walking Dublin, but you, you typed in Dundrum, you want someone local to you. So when you spot that there's search volume there, and then you spot that the competing ads are not very relevant, then you know you've got an opportunity to create an ad that people are going to click on. So in this case, and it's the same pretty much, like if you, look, if you typed in Tax Attorneys Chicago, that's like a very, very expensive you know, search term. You'd pay a lot per click to get those visitors to your website. You look at all the ads, half of them don't even mention Chicago. They just talk about tax attorney and da 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 And you're like, yeah, but I typed in Chicago. Are you even in Chicago? And then when you click on those ads and go to the landing page, sorry, the page on the website that you land on, we call that a landing page, you get to that page and you look around and you go, well, you're an attorney, but do you do tax law? You haven't mentioned that you're a tax attorney. I can't see that on the page. Or... Are you in Chicago? Your ad said Chicago, but I can't see anything on the page that says you're in Chicago. And the ideal headline, so if somebody's looking for tax attorney in Chicago, the ad should say Chicago tax attorney. And the landing page, the headline on it should say, are you looking for a tax attorney in Chicago? Question mark. So that the visitor lands on it goes, oh... Yes. Thank God. Yeah. Thank, exactly. But it's common Thank sense, God. really, isn't it? We're, it is common sense. Listening to you, but not everybody has. Not everybody does it because what we're doing here is we're putting ourselves in the, the shoes of the person searching on Google. I'm pretty sure all your listeners have searched on Google. The elephant in the room is that we all love Google. It's great. But the experience actually is really hard work because we can never find what we're looking for. And we have to keep searching and clicking through to websites and going, no. I'm looking for a tax attorney in Chicago. I don't know. I don't want to know that you that you were set up in 1975 and you've got 100 people in your practice. I want to know if you do tax law and you're in Chicago. 
Okay, so what businesses are doing, and it's it's not when I say business, it's people. Like business, mm-hmm. business is like you know b- people buy from people. Business is just about people and relationships. Anyway, people always think about themselves and what's in it for them. That's actually the most instead of thinking re- of their customer. Yeah. That's the most popular radio station in the world, I'm afraid, Mary, is like We FM. What's in it for me? <laughs> okay? So I'm gonna change the name of my radio program to that now, yeah. <laughs> Thank you. So the business owner is talking about, well, we've got ten vans on the road. We're a great plumbing firm. Look at our white vans, they're so clean. And look at our guys with the shirts and the and the logo and everything. And we've been around thirty years. So when someone lands on our website, we need to tell them that. So you're thinking about your own stuff, but you're not realizing that the person who landed on the, your website was looking for, you know, drainage specialist swords or emergency plumber done drum. If they were looking for an emergency plumber done drum and they see this page and it and they can't tell you're in done drum, you've got a very little chance of them ringing you. They're looking around the page to find out if you cover done drum and if you can do drainage or emergency mm-hmm. plumbing or whatever. They don't want to see they don't want to know about you and your 1975 and number of certifications and whatnot. And that's the biggest problem with lots of websites is people talk about themselves and they don't think what are people looking for and mm-hmm. what should I give them you know the, sim- the tr- simple trick to you give them what they're looking for exactly well listen we're going to stop for a wee FM break yeah. and we'll talk some more when we come back alright
broadcasting to South Dublin on 93.9. This is Dublin South FM. Hello and welcome back after the break. If you've just joined me, today's guest in the studio is Andy Black and we're talking about getting started in business. So Andy, before the break was very interesting. I mean, really what we were talking about was common sense. About, you'd, you'd think. You, you would think. That isn't so common as Mike, the engineer, said. Basically looking up what people are searching for. Yep. Do you know, and kind of winding it, da- winding it down and winding it down until you get, oh, look, people are searching for this and this is how they find you. Yeah. But again, you're talking about things like we were talking about, um, you know, people saying, I'll recommend you if you're polite, if you're mannerly, if you're turn up. Yeah. Do, do you know, a lot of people don't get that. Yeah. A lot of people are going to talk technically about their work and what they do. And as if the customer is going to understand, which yeah. they often don't, and then as if... They think that actually, well, they're very proud of their certifications and their knowledge and their technical knowledge and all those sorts of things. But we were just chatting a second ago. Like, if I was looking for a plumber, or sorry, if if you were looking for a plumber, I would not recommend a good plumber to you. Like, they're good technically. I wouldn't recommend to you if they didn't turn up on time, and I wouldn't recommend them to you if they were rude. So, like, the, the most important things that make you referable in your business are that you've got good manners. You say please and thank you. Grandma was right. You mm-hmm. know? Yeah. Please and thank you. And that you turn up on time and that you say you do what you, you said you were going to do or at least let the client know I was going to do this by this date, but something's come up and we're going to, you know, we've got some problems. You, you inform the customer. Mm-hmm. You know, often be, just being informed of what's, why something's delayed is enough. Um, and then the fourth piece is that you're competent and can do it. Like I, I don't. I, I would look through a list of plumbers in Nace, and I would just pick one who's in Nace and assume that they can, they can fix my radiator. Mm-hmm. I would assume that any plumber could fix my radiator. Um, and once they've been in and out, I might go, well, actually, he wasn't very good, that guy, or he was really good and he tidied up afterwards. You know, these are the things that make somebody referable: is that they turned up on time, they did the job. Pay, and it was a fair price. The other thing is a lot of businesses will put where the cheapest or this and that and the next thing on their website and they'll play the price game and every, you know it's a race to the bottom. But really, I just want to find a locksmith now who covers my location, who can come out. I don't care at this moment about the price. I need to get in the house. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So it's, it's all about putting yourself in other people's shoes and helping them. If your goal was to help the visitor to your website you wouldn't be talking about you you established since 1975 it's the same as when i helped my friend create uh, get going in his business and get more work as the electrician that's how i got started in my business i got started in my business by trying to help somebody else one of my favorite quotes is from mother Teresa, and it's um never worry about numbers help people one at a time and start with the person nearest to you and lots of businesses go chasing numbers and they forget what's right under their nose. And that's people they already know who, who could be helped. Okay. And the other thing that's right under your nose is your mouth. You can use that and just talk to people. Hi, do you need any help? Mary, what can I help you with? Mike, what can I help you with? And if, once you find that out, you, you help people. Sometimes to get started in business, you just help people with no expectation of anything coming back. And if you find, oh, that was... I, I managed to do that, and there's other people now coming through. Mike's recommended some other people to I can help them with the same thing. Then before you know it, you're starting to get a business. You haven't got a business unless you get customers, okay? So a lot of people will go off and do what we call action faking. 
they'll go and create a domain name and they'll spend an agonize over what domain name should I have? What name should I have for my business? Uh, what logo should I have on my business card? I'm going to create a business. I've been in business since 2000 and, well, year 2000 is IT and 2009 doing this. I don't have a business card. Why do I need a business card? I talk to people. I'll swap phone numbers. They, I'm Andy Black. There we go. I don't need a business card. Uh, my business name, you know, my business website has nothing on it, really. I know it's a bit ironic considering I, I help yeah, businesses get, <laughs> but, you know, it's all about, like like I said, what what's under your nose. There's people you already know that could you could help, and then you just use your mouth, talk to them. And uh, business is all about creating relationships with people. And if you are, if you have good manners and do what you say you're going to do, turn up on time, that's like most of what makes you referable anyway. Mm-hmm. Well, it's it's like I often say since Superquin. Do you remember Superquin? Yeah. I mean, since since Superquin is gone, that would certainly would lead the way. And a lot of customers would remark, well, Superquin will do this. And, you know, you have somebody to aim for. It's like now we don't have anybody that you can refer to. Like if you went into Don's or Tesco and you mentioned Superquin, they would change their attitude and how they treated you. Right. Do you know what I mean? It's like there's nobody in a way to, I'm sure there are companies, but there's nobody as obvious. Yeah. Do you know, with that lovely kind of service and looking after com- well, probably customers. probably local stores. Do you know? Yeah, where you might pay a little bit more, but you pay because of that it's, it's service. It's local, yeah. Yeah, it's local and and for the service. Mm-hmm. And a lot, of, a lot of people think that it's all down, down to price. It's not. No, it's not. Absolutely not. Well, that's where Fergal Quinn, he made his millions in the 80s. Yeah. Do you know, he had like you could a little creche where you could leave your kids in to go shopping in peace. He would have a, every week he had customers on the panel to say, what do you want? What don't you want? We want the sweets away from the checkout. So we took them away. He listened to his customers and what they wanted. Yeah. So he was a few pence more at the time, but worth it. Yeah. You got the best of food, the best of service, the best of everything, and you walked away happy. Interesting. I think you hit the nail on the head. He listened. I said, yeah, use what's under your nose, your mouth. But actually, we have two ears and one mouth, don't we? So yeah. we should spend twice not, as much they're time. They're just on the, on the sides, but mine are. Anyway. <laughs> we should spend more time listening, observing, watching. And, you know, a lot of people, um, they think they don't have much to offer. But you've been alive for a good while on this planet. And you've, you're experiencing issues and problems and, gosh, it wouldn't be nice if there was a crash at this place. Well, there you go. These, these like, pains that you're experiencing, other people might be experiencing mm-hmm. as well. And that could become a business. Mm-hmm. And it all st- stems from having an attitude of trying to help people and also observing people. Um, like, even some of my little kids, I'm trying to get them to say thank you. They're not, they're not the best at it yet. Mm-hmm. Say thank you all the time. But even the act of saying thank you requires that when you know somebody come, a waiter comes over and brings over the food that they've observed somebody come over and put it down they're actually observing what's going on around them just to, to even be able to say thank you you have to observe that somebody's given something to you and just it just means they're hopefully going to grow up observing and caring and and mm-hmm. you know about people well i mean they were just basic manners you see they yeah. were once upon a time yeah now they're, they're they're very seldom there yeah you know i, I mean we a lot of people will know the the sort of adage that you have to give to receive. You know, you give first and then it will come back, like tenfold or, or whatever your, your beliefs are. But really, you, you do have to go out there, offer value first, and then people will pay for it. If I was to say, oh, Mary, you know, this would be 300 euro for this, this radio interview, it wouldn't have happened and I wouldn't have been able to help people. Uh, you know, so my, my philosophy is just to help people with my knowledge for free um, and just assume 
I've created an imbalance in the world and it will come back to me eventually. Mm-hmm. Somehow, some, one of your v- viewers might go, that guy seems to know his stuff. I, I kind of like his values. Um, he does that AdWords thing. I'm not in business. I don't do AdWords. But maybe in a few months' time, somebody will say, oh, I'm having such a problem with my AdWords account. I'm losing loads of money. Mm-hmm. And he'll be like, oh, I know a guy. What was his name again? Yeah, okay. it goes on. But there's yeah. that expression. A friend of mine, Chanel's reminded me of it. Um, give me a penny and I'll give you a pound. Yeah. Give me nothing and I'll give you back a thousand percent of what you gave me. Yeah. yeah. Do you, know? you have to give to receive. Whatever you give, yeah. you're going to get yeah. back. But you have to do it genuinely, you know, yeah. I think as well. Yeah. And I, what I found in the last couple of years, it's just, it's an interesting one. I'm, I'm, I'm in an entrepreneurial forum and have been for the last couple of years. I like forums. I like being online and, you know, just helping people on, on the forums and it could be anywhere in the world. And something I was doing that was just pure old manners if somebody in the forum followed me or sent me a bit of um, you know you know forum currency to thank me for writing a nice post or something I would just I started just by um, replying to them sending a little message a personal message saying thanks for following me or thanks for the rep that you've given me and then I'd have a little note in there saying oh how's business going or how's things going how are you finding the forum welcome to the forum just a little one-liner. And I've had 700 of these little conversations in the last two years. And what I've realized is uh, I have got more out of this, you know, for my, the, the amount of time I've put into it. I've just had all these little little conversations with people and it's brought stuff back to me. I wasn't expecting it, but I've had lots of work come through this forum where people I've communicated with or people who've read stuff that I've just given away for free, they then refer me on to people outside the forum. So... And a lot of these people will come through to me and I'll be like, uh, how have you found me? Because I'm not advertising online. I don't even have a website. And they're like, well, somebody in the forum found, recommended you. Um, so I, I liken that to I've been giving thanks to people. I've, you know, when we say give to receive, I actually give thanks. You know that phrase that we've all, oh, give thanks. That's mm-hmm. actually the first thing and the most powerful thing you can give. It's gratitude, isn't it? Gratitude, it's gratitude. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. Um, and then another thing is I'm – so I deal with lots of business owners and like if I'm – so I don't see myself as a salesperson. I see myself as a person trying to help them. And the best way for me to help them is to shut up and listen and find out what their problems are. And the best way to get them to talk about the problems is just to go, hi, how's business going? And I sit and just sit back and then boom, they're going to unleash because – Nobody asks them how business is going, or if they do, they just, how's business going? And then they start talking about the problems and issues they have, and people just glaze over. So a lot of business owners feel very, you know, lonely, and, you know, um, that's why I've, that's why I probably I'm in a forum as well, you know, communicate with other business mm-hmm. owners. It's a bit of support. Nice yeah, a bit, bit of support. Um, okay. So just, I think, that, like, the takeaway from this little part that we're talking about is put yourself in other people's shoes. Try and help other people. See them as people as well. That's one of my big bugbears is that people talk about clicks and traffic to your website. It's like, it's not a click. It's a person visiting your website. It's a person. It's not a click. Oh, I had 10 clicks yesterday. No, no, no. You had 10 visitors yesterday. Uh, Start seeing people as people. We're kind of like the Americans. That's, you know, this place, this country used to be terrific. Remember Arnott's? This was years ago as a kid. You know, they time for their customers. Uh, you were contacted. You, you know, your letters were written to you to say your product was in or how did you find it? And, you know, this is when time, people seem to have more time. Yeah. But it, a huge amount of it's back to manners. Mm. It's back to manners and having time for people and appreciation. Yeah. You know, and give them what they want, not what you want, really, yeah. isn't it? Yeah. And you can go home now. It's fine. I have it sussed. 
<laughs> but it's also back to that Mother well, Teresa makes... quote. Never yeah. worry about numbers. Yeah. I personally like that, and it's, which is really weird because I've got a degree in maths, spent 15 years in IT, looking after data, uh, managed a team, spent 120,000 euros a day on this AdWords stuff, and it's all like ROI and numbers and spreadsheets, and mm. I was their analyst and manager team, and I keep talking to business owners and, and kind of say, stop worrying about the numbers and just help people. And the rest will sort of fall into place. It'll fall into place. So what we're going to do is we're going to stop for a short break. And when we come back, we want to talk about your your maths side of things and how you're helping some of the, some young lads. Oh, okay. Okay. Very good. My heart is sad and lonely. you I sigh for you dear only why haven't you seen it I'm all for you body and soul I spent my days in a hunger Pretending it looks like the ending, unless I can have one more chance to prove, dear, my life wreck. You're making you know I'm yours for just the taking. Dublin on 93.9. 
This is Dublin South FM. Hello and welcome back to The Brain Train. My name is Mary Darby Byrne. And if you've just joined us, Andy Black is in the studio. And we were talking about getting start, uh, starting your own business. Um, but uh, in, in the course of our conversation, you mentioned that you had a, a degree in, in maths. Yeah. But uh, I was having a chat with you about maths and you don't make maths sound boring or rigor mortis. Um <laughs> So you t- talk to me. You're talking about your coaching a few a few young kids. Well, yeah. I mean, this summer year, there's a lot of kids about to do their leaving certs, having a panic about it. Uh, I'm doing maths grinds. I did some last year for three people, and I'm doing three people this year, help, helping them. Doing, we're doing grinds Monday night, Wednesday night, maybe Friday night. I've even created a little video, like a two minute video, that I've posted up on Facebook to help them so that they can see them again but hopefully like you know if people share it on Facebook and just one person passes who wasn't going to pass then that's just the ROI return on investment on my time to create that it would be phenomenal just to get some mm. kids but this is like your maths. entrepreneurial brain just moving somewhere else yeah I'm really I know? Do, there's something I can do to help these people mm-hmm. because I've got a degree in maths and I can explain it in such a way that they get it and also this is all you need to know to pass your exam then you can forget about it afterwards just it's a little game just play this little game Mm -hmm. put all your equal signs underneath each other be neat allow the examiner to be able to follow it little tips like that Mm. Um, pass it and some of them are now going oh I get it I never got this before and so it's something I can help people with now how do I scale that there's only three people can fit in the kitchen you know and Mm -hmm. with me in the flip chart well I can record me with the flip chart and then just post it and hopefully some other people can learn it now to date I've only done one two minute video and it's like exam tips, three exam tips, maths exam tips that are going to help you when you sit in your exam and hopefully you practice them now so that their habit for when you sit the exam, like, like one of them, I'll, I'll just give you it quickly now. When somebody writes out like a bit of algebra, then they've written it out, this equals this. And then they just sit staring at the page because there's a blank page, there's a blank line underneath. And what I've been saying to these people I'm helping with the grinds is, as soon as you've written this equals this, put an equal sign immediately underneath. That's how you finish writing what your previous line. You put that there. Now you're not staring at a blank line. Okay? If you stare at a blank line, your mind is going to go blank. And then I'm looking at them going, so what are you going to do next? And they're like, well, they, do, they come back. They've gone blank for a second. Then they've got to read through everything they've done to try and work out where they were. And they're wasting time and they're going to start panicking because they keep going blank. But if you put that equal sign immediately, this equals this and put an equal sign underneath. Now your brain is tethered to the page and you're looking at the equal sign and thinking, oh, I'm supposed to do something with this equal sign. It looks very lonely on the page with nothing either side. I obviously need to do something with the previous line and get it to this line. And then that you, and you write your next one, you put an equals immediately and you keep doing that until you get to the end and the solution. And that's what keeps you going. Right? The trick with like maths, the trick with business, the trick with anything is get started and then keep going. And if at every point you just go blank... That's not good. That's not good. So that's a tiny little tip I just put into this video. And if anybody passes that on to somebody and they just pick up that little tip and it helps them to not go blank in the exam, then that's you know that's brilliant. So you know? the, these were obviously the methods in which you learned, but were you aware they were the methods you were doing until you were helping somebody one day and they, they pointed out to you? I, it wasn't until I was. This this is the the stuff I developed myself when I was doing it. I just but I did it subconsciously uh, or unconsciously. Which, and then I was just watching them 
writing stuff down and then just sitting staring at the page. And I realised they weren't putting the equal sign down. I was like, right, put the equal sign down. And I could see that they got better at solving the questions just by putting the equals on the next line. So wasn't he like, wasn't he like a key to open? Yeah, but I had to see what they were doing mm-hmm. and how they were doing it different from me. Because everybody, we're all good at things. Often we don't even know what we're good at. And it takes somebody else or to tell you, oh, by the way, you're very good at such and such. Oh, am I? I thought everyone could do this. Or you look at someone else struggling with it and you go, oh, okay. There's things I do that I just didn't realise I did and I should pass that on to you. But what the, take, taking this kind of back to business is I'm trying to help people. There's something I can do and I could help them. I'm not trying to get money out of it. My goodness, if they just pass the exams, that's like, that's reward. That's like for the rest of their lives. You know, if they can pass, you don't actually pass your leaving cert if you don't pass maths, I believe. Really? Something like that. I'm sorry, I'm English, don't really know. <laughs> I don't know, it's new to me. It's new okay, to me. Okay, but it's really, it's an important subject to pass to get into college and all the rest of it. And if I can help people do that, that's great. And I'm trying to now scale it to help more people. And See, that's your entrepreneur brain in a way, really. Do you know what I mean? Your ideas, but I don't know what way to, I don't know. I to label class... you. Or... Okay, right. My... Well, I don't know entrepreneur, it's just you have a way of viewing the world that you're able to help. Yeah. Do you know, I mean, what possessed you to, to grind these three children in the first place, these kids? Uh, well, last year, one of them was my stepson okay. and then two of his buddies. And then this year, it's, it's my niece. And then as soon as people, oh, yeah, Andy's doing grinds, quick, send two people around. And okay, there's other so people, there you go. Like yeah. the business, help the person nearest to you. Yes. So you're doing exactly the same formula or method. Yeah. Do you know, it just in different areas, which you you can use them. You don't have to look really far afield to find people who mm-hmm. could do with some help. Yeah. Yeah. Even just the lady over the road who's who's older and can't do a lawn. Mm-hmm. You could go over and do that. Someone else then goes, "Oh, could you do mine?" And before you know it, yeah. You know. So that's very that, that's brilliant. Uh, the, so what do people look up on the YouTube clip? Oh, um, to find that on you, you could Google for Andy talks. That's all one word. Z, space zero four two. That's not very easy to remember, I is know, it? I know, I know. I'm just a number Why? Why is it like that? Because yeah. I haven't... Okay, because I haven't checked this, but you could also talk, search for Andy Talks, or one word, space, three exam tips. Well, why can't I just go to the YouTube thingy and just do Andy Talks? You could go into there as well. Yeah, that's, I mean, that's the way I do. Just the simple You go way. into YouTube. I, go, I just don't bother doing Dr. Google. I go into YouTube. That's interesting, because YouTube is the second biggest search engine in the world. Boom. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I just cooking anything I want to know. You know, I've got some black rice. I want to know how to cook it because somebody I'm going to have a choice of people with different methods from mm. different cultures and how they do it. Yeah. Um, you know, I might want a quick one or I might want a savory one. Do you know, it'll just or I might find out which one I like yeah. best. Yeah. So you could do that search on Google or on Facebook. Yeah. Uh, sorry. YouTube. YouTube. So they're the leaving cert. So what about the intercert? Are you have you have you not been approached there yet? I don't know which. What is it? I don't know. That, what that's before. Is. I, I, what's it called in junior England? Cert, I think it was junior, junior, but what's it called? Is it GSCs? When you're fourteen or fifteen, right. you yeah. do that first, yeah. and then your your leaving cert is the, the is the final yeah. one. A levels is that it? A levels before you go into college. Yeah, yeah. Well, what goals me? I suppose is that I've caught these people so late. Yeah, it's a few weeks be before. I would like to catch people earlier. Yeah, and so I was helping one guy. I went round. We went through, but everyone's going to like, their stomach's going to knot as soon as I say this word, but we went through calculus. <laughs> I'm just jumping over the moon yeah, here. Yeah, I, mean, yeah. I can feel it. We went it's through it wonderful. and he was like, oh no. And at the end of an hour, I'd explained it to him and I looked at his, his eyes were a light. He just, he looked at me. Oh, I get it. 
I left. I'd left my phone. I came back to get the phone. His mother opened the door and said, oh, he's delighted with himself. He gets it now. You see, that's it's down to how you're, you're tutored or how your tutor sees it. Because, I mean... It's partly, partly, but also, it's, remember, it's one-on-one. So and it's for, I can observe You could do whether, that in the class, though. You, there's no doubt you could... You, you could observe quite a few possibly you could do yeah. it it's Wouldn't a tough job to do it like 30 people but when, I, when it's one-on-one i can explain things one way and observe that he doesn't get it and try it another way and just keep watching him to see where he's getting it it's like when i tried i was learning to ride a motorbike and we had to learn to do u-turns which is where you face one way it's the same as u-turn in a car but you face one way look over your shoulder yeah up the revs and let the clutch out and smoothly come round stop put your foot down don't fall over and i remember one morning there was about six or seven students out with six or seven instructors and we were just revving the hell out of these bikes and crashing and falling over trying to do these u-turns and the instructor kept he was explaining it to me i was a slow learner in this group and everyone else was managing it and i just couldn't do it. i kept hitting the curb didn't fall over thankfully and finally he said andy get on the back so he got on the bike, I got on the back, and he did a U-turn. And I was like, oh, I get it. I got on, and I did it. it. And he said to me, Andy, I've got six ways of explaining how to do a U-turn. The last one is get on the back and we'll do it. One of those ways is going to work, and each person learns differently. So for me, I had to go through it's the physical. physical. Yeah. I had to physically feel what was happening and go, oh, I get it. Like the physics of it was whatever. Not registering, and I don't visualise this, but bang on the back, boom, oh, got it. So that's why you know it's a tough job being a teacher. We're like thirty people in a class trying to trying to work out how each person learns, and mm. trying to explain it to them. Whereas like, if you do it one on one, obviously I can detect. Oh, he didn't get this, and I can draw it a different way. Or mm. no, he doesn't like drawings. He prefers speaking. I'll put a wager on this. Mm-hmm. This time next year, you will have developed that, and you'll be teaching bigger groups. I'm going to shove them on YouTube. Yeah, yeah, but you know what I mean. You, you, you know, if you were to do it in the class, I, I could just easily see you doing that. Do you know? You, you get it, and you'll see. You, you'll just get. You'll just get it, and you'll click, and you'll see certain people do things certain ways, and you'll see it within your group. Yeah. You know? Oh yeah, absolutely. Yeah. The more you learn, the more ways you have yeah. to explain but this it. Is, but you can see the way this is the lead, and this is the way how you view business and how you uh, and how you view the world as such. Really, yeah. do you know? Yeah. So it's not just just business. It's like say you're, you're in a way. I can see you're applying the same method across the board. Yeah. Okay. Exactly. So I've helped one electrician. Electrician. Yeah. So I want from my learnings for that. I want to help electricians in every city in Ireland, UK, US. That's how I could scale. Mm-hmm. Okay. So help one child pass pass their maths exam. Yes, I would like to help them at fourteen. You know, catch them earlier as well. Help one work out how I did that work out to scale now there's loads of other businesses do this that's great um but maybe i have a particular way that can help and if i can you know bottle that and repeat it sounds like you need to go into the colleges where the teachers are learning in the first place um do you know i mean i just know from my experience in school do you know i went through a lot of teachers i'd only rate two of them I'd say it's know? a very, very tricky, very hard job. Do you know? But these two were on it. These two had it. Yeah. They just were on it. And they started off, the first 20 minutes of a class was a chat on how was your weekend, talking about the charts and that. Yeah. Yeah. What was going on? Top yeah. that Spandau Ballet were number one or something. Do you know? It, it, that was the technique and everybody was happy and chilled. And then the next 20 minutes of class was was the yeah. English. Yeah. Do you know? And okay, off we part went. Part of um, my method... You know, so I'm 45 now. I've got loads of stories to tell. And I can, somebody's stuck with something, I can tell a story on it. 
like, oh, I had a client and they did this, this, this and this. And then the numbers told us that. And people, they're interested in that. I remember in my in university, they, oh, this formula, oh, that's the kind of like, that's the turbulence that comes off the, the wing or the, the tip of the wing for the Spitfire. It's like, whoa, are you serious? That's the only thing I remember that year. <laughs> you know, this is little stories. Yeah. And like we're people, we tell stories all the time. And that's how knowledge is passed on. But we get a buzz listening to somebody else's story. And like even business owners, you tell your founding story. So my founding story is how I helped a guy, an electrician, who handed his van back. I even say that phrase. Everybody gets it. They can see the abyss. So you tell the story of your business or you tell a story of how you helped a client or I helped a kid pass. Actually, so my stepson and a friend, they didn't like maths. We'll never touch maths again. They passed it. They're both doing business degrees now. Like that's got accounting and maths and stuff in it. I was like, are you serious? <laughs> I thought yeah. you didn't want to do this anymore. Yeah. yeah. So that's a little story I can tell. We're collecting stories all the time. And this is where a lot of people undervalue. Oh, I haven't got enough value. I couldn't add value. Hold on. You're older than that person. You can ex- you've can. you got stories that you can tell them to help them to overcome that problem. Yeah, experience, which is stories. Yeah. And yeah. on it goes. See these grey hairs? Yeah, see a few. <laughs> what is it? Wisdom is earned. Is it? Is that what they say? As opposed to passed on? Yeah. What we're going to do is we're going to stop for a short break and we talk some more when we come back.
listening to South Dublin on 93.9. This is Dublin South FM. Hello and welcome back after the break. If you've just joined me, today's guest in the studio is Andy Black. So Andy, um, before the break, we were talking about um, you have a degree in maths and you're actually teaching kids. You're giving, it just happened. Maths grinds, yeah. Math, maths grinds. Yeah, you it know, just happened, I fell into it. You fell into it, like you fall into everything. Yeah. <laughs> but, you know, it's, it's, it's how you view what people are doing and how you actually help them. So, uh, you also, you have a YouTube um, little snip to help the kids. I do, yeah. Could you call out the details for that again, if anyone okay, wants to have a look? Okay, go onto YouTube or yeah. Google and you search for Andy Talks, it's all one word, Andy Talks without space, space, three maths exam tips. Okay. And the other one, uh, for people um, getting started in businesses, how do people contact you for that? Uh, I have a website, andyblack.net. Um, and if people want to contact me, it's andy at andyblack.net. Okay. Just say that one more time. Yep. My name's Andy Black, so <laughs> andyblack.net is my website. And my email address is andy at andyblack.net. Okay. So tell me, if somebody wants to... Um, pick out a business how do they pick out a business that's going to work for them what advice suppose I was coming to you would you, you would you advise me to say well look how many ideas do you have let's let's pick this one and this one's going to work because or do you do search engines on that or what do I'd you do I'd be interested in for what your ideas were first maybe okay. you come with like five ideas or three ideas mm-hmm. you go well there's dog walking there's this there's selling you know got all these in the garage people like them I'll sell these mm-hmm. and maybe do a bit of research and find out well are people searching for what you're trying to sell, this product or service? If there's nobody searching, it doesn't mean you can't do it. There's other ways, but it just makes it slightly harder. You know, I, I prefer, if I was to start a brand new business, I'd prefer it to be something that people are searching for already. Or what, what if you're, it's something you're creating and you just see a gap? Uh, you might create something and see a gap, but if you can't sell it, God, you you're so clever, aren't you? <laughs> No, it's not. It's not about you and your product. Remember, no, but it's common sense. It's not you, your product, and your service. It's about whether anybody wants it. And yeah. actually, it's not whether they need it. It's whether they want it. Whether they want it, like yeah. it, yeah, or have, yeah. It's not whether they need it. Like I, I don't need a new car. I don't need my five, uh, a five series BMW. I might want one, mm-hmm. right? And the, when I go into the dealership, they're selling to my want, aren't they? Mm-hmm. I need to go to the gym and do more back exercises for my back, but I don't want to enough to actually go and do it. You know, so there's things I need. You can't sell to the need. You sell to the want. There's things that you want and don't even need, but they can sell to that. Um, so back to, okay, an analogy I talk about when somebody wants to get started in business or something is if you want to make a nice apple pie and you've got an apple tree in your back garden, you could go out with your basket and everyone know, everyone's heard of the phrase the low-hanging fruit. You don't want to go try and get the, the apples at the top of the tree. You want to get the low-hanging fruit. It's easier. But I always say, so but what's better? what is better than low-hanging fruit? So I ask that question. And what's better than low-hanging fruit is the fruit that's already falling out of the tree. You don't even have to put your hand up. All you have to do is put your basket underneath it. And that's what Google AdWords is. If you advertise on Google, you're getting the apples who are already falling out of the tree, who are already searching for a dog walker in Dundrum. You're getting them to land in your basket. So all you have to do is put your basket there, let the apples fall into the tree. But what a lot of people want to do is they want to go out and put flyers around, every, which, which, which will work, uh, put an ad up on, on Facebook, targeting all the people in Dublin and say, right, have you considered dog walking? So I'll look at that and go, oh, that's, that's interesting. 
maybe a week later, I go, I must must find that dog walker in Dun in Dundrum. Uh, I can't remember the ad. Where was that ad? Oh, tell you what, I'll go to Google and I'll search for it now. So type in dog walker Dundrum. So then they're now become an apple falling out of the tree. But what everyone wants to do is they want to go up to the tree and shake the tree and make apples fall out without putting the baskets underneath first. They want to generate demand first when they should be trying to fulfill the demand that's already there. Yes. Put the baskets under the tree. If there's apples already falling out, brilliant. It's better than low-hanging fruit. Put the baskets under the tree and then shake the tree and get more to fall out. It's like I say, it's how you, you view the world. It's like it's common sense, really. <laughs> you know, when you say it like that, do you know, yeah. but it's, it's amazing. How, why are we looking at things upside down? Yeah. Topsy-turvy. This is what I want to sell. Because we're all thinking of ourselves. I've thought of this great idea. I have this great idea. Yeah. I want to sell this. Nobody else is interested. You haven't got a business then. If you, yeah. if you can't get a customer... Me FM. You I have, like it. You know, we <laughs> FM. If you can't get a customer, you don't have a business. You've got a hobby. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, I hope, Mike... Yeah. Uh, Mike, I hope you do get paid for this. You do, don't you? Yeah, of course. We get paid millions and millions and millions. <laughs> but you, you know what? You're bang on. You're, you're absolutely right. Can we change it to me FM instead of we FM? <laughs> Everyone would. Uh, yeah. We FM is still good, you know. Yeah. A little slip. But um, l- listen on the, on that note, uh, Andy Black. We are out of time, okay. but you have to come in again. You're not getting away with only okay. coming in once. <laughs> I loved it. Yeah. I hope people learn from it. It's yeah, good. and especially the kids. You know, it'd be great if we can get something going there with maybe maths grinds or you know how yeah. to view maths differently in the maths, world. Marketing, you know. all these things. Yeah. yeah. Okay, we link you in, Andy. Thanks for coming in.